Now, in case you weren't aware, this week is Eating Disorders Awareness Week. The theme for this year's event, which will run until the 3rd of March, is Eating Disorder Recovery and Beyond Respecting Individuality and Identity. And joining me to discuss this is uh, Linda Duffy. Linda's a former Miss Ireland and also Rapid Transformational Therapist and Mindset Coach. A very good morning to you, Linda, and thank you for being with us. Good morning to you and thank you for having me. Uh, can you tell us, uh, first off, before we get to the week and uh, and everything associated with that, tell us a little bit more about what a rapid transformational therapist is and mindset coach and how you got interested in pursuing all of that. Yeah, so I suppose to, to start with the latter question, how I got interested in is that rapid transformational therapy was the therapy that actually helped me overcome my eating disorder. And I'd always I'd always wanted to work with people, but I just wasn't sure in what capacity. And because I'd seen the results of, of RTT pretty much for me overnight, um, it just completely opened my eyes and I decided, OK, this is what I want to do. So I decided to train as a RTT therapist and then left my corporate role. I was living in Middle East at the time, so I finished up there and moved back to Ireland um, in December uh, two years ago and set up therapy with Linda but essentially what RTT is it's it's allowing someone to go into their subconscious mind to understand where beliefs have come from or where if they have um, negative habits where they originated so it really kind of allows you to get into that deep relaxation to understand you know what are the beliefs are the blocks that you have about yourself and if you can access the root cause of that issue that'll lead to an understanding of why and when it started so RTT specifically kind of focuses on removing old beliefs that aren't helping you. So they typically come down to beliefs like I'm not good enough or I'm not lovable or I'm not smart enough or I, I'm not worthy. And once you're able to remove those beliefs, it'll be able to create new pathways or bypass old trauma with more empowering behaviours and lifestyle and better coping mechanisms. And Linda, since you have become an RTT and mindset coach, I mean, you know, and, and touching on the fact that this is Eating Disorders Awareness Week and the necessity mm-hmm. for such a week, how prevalent uh, are eating disorders within Ireland? Are there significant numbers of people who are, are, are struggling and dealing with an eating disorder? Yeah, so I, I would say 80% of my clients that I work with are, are based around disordered eating. I know um, in, in the middle of last year, the uh, HRB, which is the Health Research Board, they reported that the number of um, child and teenage admissions for eating disorders more than doubled in the last five years. So that's a significant in- increase and even um, after the, the COVID pandemic, there was a 61% increase in teenagers and also a 32% increase in adult submissions that were actually um, for eating disorders and 13% of those were actually male. So there is a significant increase in uh, males also who are developing eating disorders. Okay. And is there any particularly overriding reason that we can put that latter point down to that? There, it's, uh, there's a rise amongst males. Is there s- something within society or any sort of thing that you can put your finger on? I, I don't know if it's anything within a society that isn't kind of prevalent to females as well, but I think we're the male kind of submissions might be more of an increases. I think their males are like getting a little bit better at putting their hand up and speaking if they have a problem. Um, so that's one thing that I've noticed. And, and I think, look, it's, it's the same as any other 
um, gender in that, you know, we live in a society where we're, we're constantly striving for for social acceptance um, as opposed yeah. to personal acceptance. And I think, you know, the we live in a world where it's extremely digital, you know, whether it's social media or whether it's banking or whatever it is, we lose that kind of human connection. And that ultimately leads to a feeling of isolation and rejection. And that, you know, brings on all kind of not just eating disorders, but any kind of, you know, uh, negative behaviours and, and beliefs. I mean, with an eating disorder, Linda, there are people who can struggle with them for many, many years, even the majority or most all of of their lives. I mean, you mentioned that it was your own journey with battling an eating disorder that set you off on the the, the, to the path to, which has led you to where you are now. But you, that, that was a long, long road, 24 years um, must and it, it seemed like even when I heard that, I thought that must have been such an incredible amount of time to try and deal with such a serious, serious issue. And at times wondered if you, I'm sure you wondered if you would ever um, come out the other side of it or improve your your situation to any great degree. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, look, I think for my own personal journey, for the first. I, I, it started really when I was about 16, but at the time I didn't realise that I had an eating disorder. I just thought, you know, I didn't think any different, you know. Um, and it was only when I got into my mid-20s where I, I, I really recognised, okay, I'm doing something different now where I'm, I'm writing down what I'm eating. I'm writing down the calories that are in in each, each item that I'm eating and, and I'm tracking it. And that's when I first kind of noticed, well, this is a bit strange. But again, I didn't see it as, as a disorder. And yeah, 100% eating disorders, you know, they completely consume your life. And I think a big misconception that people have when they, when they know of somebody or, or think somebody has an eating disorder, they, they, they put it down to body image or food issues. And it really it, it isn't that, you know eating disorders are a coping mechanism for us to be able to deal with certain situations or certain people and and um, if we have those negative feelings or beliefs about ourselves it's a way of coping with those so it allows us to kind of at some points it allows us to escape reality but going back to your, your other point yes of course you know 26 years is a long time and of course there were times where like I thought I'm never going to beat this and I'll just have to accept that this is something that I have and I'll just have to manage it as best I can and that's again another misconception that people have that have eating disorders they think it's down to willpower they think you know just next Monday morning you know Monday I'll be good Monday I won't buy the food Monday I'll eat well and I'll, I'll be back in the gym and all that kind of things and that's again eating disorders they're not about food you know they're not about yeah. exercise they're not about diet we're not stupid we understand what good nutrition looks like again it's what's at the core why are you thinking the way you do about yourself and why are you behaving the way that you do that's what's at the core and that for me was the turning point in terms of eating disorders awareness week then what you know what are the benefits that you see from that both for those with an eating disorder maybe and those as well maybe who uh, don't have an eating disorder maybe aren't even all that aware of it i mean do you see uh, a, a, an increase in people coming to you as a result of the week maybe it, it triggers a kind of uh, inner conversation that it's something they need to try and deal with or maybe it raises more awareness for those who, who don't have an eating disorder yeah i mean it definitely raises more awareness but it also highlights the fact that you know there isn't uh, there isn't a huge amount of help out there 
um, for people in that the help might be there, but there's particularly if you go the route of, um, you know, GPs or HSE, there's there's incredibly long waiting lists. So that's that's a challenge in itself. So yes, of course, it raises awareness, but it's also to kind of understand not just for the individual that's going through the eating disorder, it's for their family and friends. You know, how do I support somebody that's going through this? Because if 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 you're somebody that you know typically is, is a friend with someone, and you can recognise maybe that they have, you know, an unhealthy relationship with food but maybe sometimes you don't know how to bring it up and maybe sometimes you're afraid to bring it up. So it's it's a matter of how do you cope with that or what are the signs that you look out for if somebody, if you suspect somebody has an eating disorder and just also making them aware of the options that are there. So, you know, you can go to your GP, you can't, you know, look for a referral into an in-house clinic or you can go to private therapists like myself. So it's just, again, it's just creating that awareness. What are the signs? What are the symptoms? How do I help somebody that has an eating disorder, you know? If anyone wants to find out more about you, Linda, and the work uh, that you do, what's the best place they can get in contact with you? I know you do have uh, your own website. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So lindaduffy.ie or they can find me on social media at Therapy with Linda and it's L-Y-N-D-A. Okay. Uh, my thanks to you, Linda, for joining us on this morning's programme. Really appreciate it. 